0: Your horse's response times well a little bit dismal do you find yourself asking for something waiting and then asking again and maybe on the fourth or the fifth ask eventually your horse actually springing into action and doing what you've asked him to do not to worry this week on the daily strides podcast we are going to be talking about those responsive times and responsiveness between you and your horse and how you can improve both from your side and your horse's side. Hi there, my name is Lorna, and as mentioned, I would like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where each and every week, we take something different to do with horse riding, and we formulate it into a bit of a plan that you can use in the arena. And of course, the reason we started all this is because I know firsthand what tends to happen with riders. They get their horse, they get into the arena, and you know, it's wonderful initially having your own horse and riding, and I suppose spending that time without having the trainer or the instructor, but then it very quickly becomes quite apparent that you've kind of run out of ideas. And of course, when that happens, the whole progress tends to stagnate a little bit. So we're here to give you fresh ideas each week that you can work through with your horse in order to actually get the results and to achieve the results that you want with your horse when you're on its back. Um, I'm going to let you know at the end of this how you can get your hands on all this week's lessons. I say all because this is the intro to another four lessons that are to follow, which you just download to your phone, pop your phone in your pocket, and you listen while you're actually riding your horse, um, step by step taking you through this whole responsiveness. But I will let you know at the end of this how you can get your hands on all the lessons. So not only this week's, but all the past week's as well. But let us get back to today and back to the whole, I don't know, big, big topic that covers responsiveness. Now, responsiveness is... And I suppose riding, when we're talking about responsiveness, it's a little bit like day-to-day life in this regard, okay? So if you think of anything in life, if you get a quick response to something, it very often sets the tone for how the relationship will proceed from that point onwards, okay? Now, the same can be said for a slow or a non-existent response, okay? It tends to lead to, I don't know, a lot of frustration on everybody's part, maybe some hold-ups, loss of attention, loss of energy just leaves an overall bad taste in your mouth and the thing is it begins to affect everything it affects the accuracy of your riding the energy the balance the rhythm transition straightness And as I mentioned before, the pure enjoyment, um, it kind of takes it all out of it, okay? Now, as I mentioned, riders will definitely notice that their progress is going to plateau and indeed maybe go backwards a little bit. And that's because it's very difficult to improve things when there are a few of the basic pieces missing. But before we can begin fixing, because that's such a great word, fixing your horse's responsiveness and his responsive times, it is really important that we first of all figure out why your horse is indeed ignoring you. Now, many riders believe that horses who lack good responsiveness are lazy, maybe unwilling, and, you know, they're a bit laid back. Docile might be the word you'd use. And this can be true. Of course, you do get horses like that. But I have found that the big reason horses begin to become less and less responsive to their riders is that their riders have trained them to do so. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, this training, of course, is generally done unintentionally. Nobody really goes out to, I think, train their horses to become less responsive to them. And it's important to think of it that when we're talking about riding, your horse is only going to learn what you teach him, okay? And you will teach him what you repeatedly or consistently do so if you're doing the wrong things there's another big word now we're talking about fixing and wrong but if you're doing the wrong things consistently in the saddle your horse is going to begin thinking that that indeed is the correct way of doing things and I know for many riders they don't want to hear that they don't want to hear that the problem sits with themselves but I think if you're suffering with this problem, this is where you need to start on your journey to, well, increasing the overall responsiveness. So how do we do it? Well, you need to start focusing on how you're asking the questions. Okay. So a really good example of this, and I use it a lot, is the walk to halt transition. So when riders are kind of, I suppose, actively schooling or training their horses in the arena, they put so much attention into the quality of this transition and they you know they, they time their aids to perfection the coordination the balance the straightness the rhythm it's all really kind of sequenced out and it produces generally a nice square balanced halt now that's all great but I have also seen that those same riders they'll leave the arena and perhaps they're going to cool down or perhaps they're just going to they're after cooling down the arena and they're going to ride back to the barn or to the stables and, you know, they're relaxed now. You know, the, the, the schooling session is over. They are now relaxed. And they'll pull up at the stalls or at the stables and instead of seeing that wonderful square halt and that balanced kind of transition that they they had just completed moments earlier in the arena they end up literally just hauling their horse into the into the halt and they kind of pull on the reins it's like anchors ahoy pull on the reins the horse falls into a standstill i suppose of sorts and then the rider just slides off now Same rider again, the next day will go into the arena and generally will complain and moan that their horse is not as responsive to their aids as he should be. But meanwhile, they've actually told their horse that it's okay to kind of react to the hauling method to halt. And it's okay to halt with legs everywhere. You see what I mean? So a lot of it comes down to these I suppose consistent actions that you have to take in the saddle, okay? Your horse's responsiveness is very often going to be a direct reflection of your consistency in how you ask for something, okay? So you need to start paying attention to what you're doing between the questions. So when we're talking about asking, that is when we're applying our aids. It's when we're asking our horse a question or asking him to do something. We're sending a request, I suppose, okay? But you need to start paying attention to what you're doing between the questions, okay? So when we're talking about riders, and particularly good riders, you'll often hear that they're very quiet in the saddle, okay? You'll hear people say, they say, oh, you know, it's a fantastic rider. Really, really quiet, and now a lot of people might think that this is something to do with uh, how the horse hears things, but um, it's it, and it is, I suppose. But uh, they seem to think of it also as how the rider hears things when you're communicating with your horse and when you're in the saddle you have to realize that whatever you're doing you are indeed communicating so you're communicating all the time okay and understanding this is one of the first things that you can do to start developing this quietness that you want in the saddle okay are you able to maybe turn up or down the volume of your aids are you maybe sometimes (laughs) roaring and shouting at your horse without even really realizing it okay so there's a lot of ways riders are doing this they might be shuffling shifting moving driving leaning nudging swinging banging you seen riders banging and they bang with their seats their hands and their legs fidgeting oh that's a big one the reins it Drives me dilly in the arena when I see people and they keep changing the length of the reins. They're like, I don't know, they're like they're playing the trumpet or something. They're going up and down those reins permanently. They keep changing it. Um, so, yeah, and then they'll wriggle, they'll pull, they'll tug. It goes on and on and on. But the thing is, when you are doing all these, you are communicating to your horse. And can you understand now why, maybe, just maybe, your horse has begun to tune you? Out okay, so when riders have little or no control or consideration for their movement in the saddle, it's almost like have you ever been in a room with a really chatty three year old child? Okay, now they keep talking, they are like, Whoa, they're just full of talk okay and they're talking and talking and talking and the thing is your brain kind of trains itself almost to ignore the chatter and you'll only actually really pay attention then if the tone changes or if obviously the child starts crying something is different okay but otherwise you you kind of zone out you don't hear that anymore you you know the child continues on it's there it's still chattering away and talking to itself but um you're kind of every now and then giving a little yes and a smile and they're happy enough with it as well. Now, unfortunately many horses (laughs) practice this same kind of method (laughs) and unfortunately in this analogy you end up being the three-year-old okay Uh, they only pay attention when you shout at them and when you're shouting at your horse this can come and maybe you use the crop or you (laughs) give one of those extra forceful kicks you know the ones if you've got a horse that's not very responsive you know what i'm talking about here okay but um you might have to do one of those okay and as you can imagine, it's it's not very conducive to a good riding experience for you or the horse, okay? So what you need to start doing is to tweak the conversations to improve that responsiveness, okay? So I want you to think about it this way. Every good conversation, think back to any good conversation you've had today or during the week. It had a purpose, okay? Now, the reason you begin to filter out the three-year-old and the chatter is... It's because the chatter is just blabbing, okay? It's it's nonsensical. It just is going on and on. There's no purpose to it. It's just there. And when you're busy in the saddle, your aides are doing the same thing, okay? So you need to start getting very, I suppose, streamlined in what you are doing in the saddle. You want to filter out all the things that are only there for the sake of being there, okay? You need to become really intentional about every single aid. And this is regardless of where you are riding or what part of the ride you're on. For example, when you get to the stables, after riding and you're going to dismount the same principles have to apply okay you can't pick and choose and decide okay when I'm in the arena I'm going to ride like this when I'm on the trail I'm going to ride like this and when I'm just going to dismount at the stables I'm going to do it like this you need to become really really consistent all the way through okay so one of the reasons um and trainers all over the world hammer this home, day in and day out, is uh, your, your position. And one of the reasons your position and your posture is so important is because it puts you in the best place, in the most effective place that you can be in order to use your aids in a way to communicate with your horse okay that's why position is so important and your posture in the saddle is so important so what I would suggest you doing if you're finding that responsiveness is a little bit of an issue is start doing your homework regarding or kind of research it a little bit what is the best use of your body um to communicate different questions to your horse okay so spend time maybe learning about the half halt. what aids are required how what's the sequence okay and not only that begin trying to ingrain that into you so as it almost goes on autopilot okay so you don't have to start thinking about, oh dear, I need to have halt now. That means I need to do da, 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 Okay, it's just going to happen. And it'll take a little bit of time, but... It is definitely worth it in the long run. And then also begin getting really clear on what you're saying to your horse, okay? Make sure that whatever you say, there's a good reason for saying it, okay? It pertains to the conversation that you're having, okay? Don't just throw in random things, random statements into your conversation with your horse. Kind of get it all nicely. We're we're all going the one direction. There's a flow in a conversation. Your job is to keep the flow going, Okay, now... You need to also then let your horse know that the conversation's changed, okay? So once you have yourself and you kind of have this newfound clarity, can we say, in the saddle, okay? You've kind of discovered, hey, you know, I don't need to do so much. I can actually do a lot less, but it can be more effective the less that I'm doing, okay? But once you've got this... It might take a little while for your horse to begin paying attention to you all the time. Because remember, at the end of the day, you've basically trained him to ignore you, okay? Now you have to kind of retrain him to understand that anything you say from here on out is going to be worthwhile saying and that he should listen to it. Okay. It's a good quality conversation you're going to have from here on out, okay? So now what I would suggest is that you have a riding whip, a crop in your hand, okay? So you ideally want your horse to respond to your seat okay but that's kind of where we're aiming for here but i feel that when you have had a horse that's been unresponsive for quite a while you need to first start with your actual leg okay and he needs to start to know that um kind of i suppose there's a difference between a speed wobble and an actual aid coming from your body and this is why very often when we start with the seat things don't go so well. So you have riders and they want to initially start with their seat, but their seat is not independent enough to really have a clear conversation, okay, with their horse or to be very, I suppose, concise about what it's asking because every now and then, well, there's speed bubbles happening, okay? So that's why I would definitely suggest starting with the leg. Now, I say carry a whip because what you're going to find is that maybe the sequence of events is going to go something like this. You're going to put your leg on, your horse is going to ignore you. You are then going to put your leg on again, but this time you're going to back it up with your whip. Okay, straight away. Boom, there you go. And you'll get a response, which you then reward with your horse. Okay, so really, really important. Now, what I've found in the past is that you probably need to do this two to three times where you back your leg up with your stick or with your whip. And then you don't actually need to use the stick anymore. Your horse then realizes, oh, okay, I have to pay attention. And it's also really important here. Really important. (laughs) your whip is only to back up your leg, okay? That's it. It's not to be used on its own. And it's also where you use it. It must be used just behind your leg. So if you can imagine kind of behind your calf muscle, your heel, your lower leg, that area, it just must tap there an inch or two behind your leg. So as your horse begins to understand that there's a correlation between the leg and the whip, okay? If you were to use the whip on his shoulder or on his hindquarters, first of all, you're going to confuse him. And secondly, well, I think that's a little bit cruel, actually, because there's no actual... I suppose, relationship between the two. He needs to learn that the stick is only there to almost draw attention to the fact that you're, it's like a reminder. It's like saying, excuse me, there we go. This is what you need to focus on. Thank you very much. I do know in the past it's been doing its own thing, but we've got that under control now. You need to start listening to it. Fantastic. And then going on from there, okay? now. What you might find, I know what everything normally here with daily strides, I end up saying, it's going to take a lot of time. Strangely enough, this is one of the things that won't take that much time. It's one of those things that it actually, if you go out today and become really, really mindful about your riding and how you're communicating with your horse, you can actually see big, big results within a day. And within a week, it can look completely different. Um, but the thing is consistency. It has to come from your side, the consistency with your riding. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that for today. I, of course, I'm going to be back tomorrow. There's um, a whole week of lessons on this. The rest of the week are all exercises that we're going to be doing in the saddle to Well, help you and help your horse help you help yourself first of all so you can help your horse becoming more responsive if you would like to join us you can pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and all the details are there first of all about daily strides premium and then the sign up form is there as well that you can get going today with the lessons to get your horse listening to you a little bit more in the saddle. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you have an absolutely super week. Keep well and I'll chat to you next Monday. Bye.